You are listening to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. Learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. With a passion for literacy and supporting teachers, here's your host, Megan Polk from Miss P's Style. You are listening to another episode of The Literacy Dive, and today we are going to chat about celebrating student writing in order to more so celebrate their growth. So I'm thinking about my history of being a writing teacher, and the way that I would celebrate student writing would be by way of a publishing party. And if you have never heard of a publishing party, that is basically a way that you can celebrate the writing at the end of a unit that you're working on. So let's say you are working on a personal narrative unit and you have successfully walked your students through generating an idea, putting a draft onto paper, revising it to make it sound way better than what was on the draft, and then you taught them how to properly edit their work and then you are at the final stage of publishing and then it's like, now what? So that's where the publishing party comes in. We would make a big deal about it. For my first publishing party, I would invite parents to come and celebrate our very first piece of writing. And I always found that that was a very unique way to get the audience piece going. So we always tell our writers that you are writing for an audience and you're writing so that someone can read your compositions. So to have the parents come in, it was just a huge deal to see different parents and different guardians and different grandparents and whoever came for the children to walk around and listen to different students' work. Love the idea. For the remainder of the year, we would have publishing parties in-house. It is a big ordeal. I will talk about that on a different episode. But that is a great way to that I've loved celebrating student work. But what happens when you want your students to remember where they came from during the middle of a composition? Or what if one of your students is just having a really hard day with writing and they just want to give up? What do you do? That is where another practice can come into place that also promotes celebrating student work, but this is more so on an ongoing pace not just at the end of a writing unit celebrating the genre that they were working on. So to celebrate your students and to keep them in top of mind and to keep their work in front of them, it is important to pull their samples. What I love doing is at the beginning of a school year, I will have every child, no matter what grade I was teaching, I did this for kindergarten all the way up to fourth grade, but I would have them on, within the first week of school, they would write about anything they wanted. Anything they wanted. Like what? Yeah, anything. 
And I find that when you allow them to write about anything, they will probably give you their best work. So I would have them write about anything they wanted, definitely in the beginning of the year. And when they submitted their writing to me, I would be sure to, uh, I would make sure that the date was on it. Their name was on it. They would write their name. They would write the date and they would submit it to me. So from this point, I have tried a few different systems with keeping these samples in front of my students in order to remind them where they came from, to celebrate where they, where they are, and to encourage them to keep going so we can add some new growth to their work. So this episode is going to be uh, focusing on growth and celebrating student writing. So writing is hard enough. Um, a lot of your students may come behind or um, not having the foundational pieces of writing. And they need to feel successful. They need to feel empowered. They need to feel like they are growing and like they are able to do this. So you have this writing sample in the beginning of the year. You want to pull samples at a minimum of three times a year. If pulling them three times, you want to pull one at the beginning of the school year, around December or winter break time, and then at the end of the year. But I personally prefer pulling four samples a year. I like to pull a baseline at the beginning of the year, another sample around November, December, right before winter break, another sample around March, and then the final sample at the end of the school year. If you keep hold of these three to four samples, at any given time in between the months of them working on different genres, you can be able to compare what they last did for you, look at the writing of today, and you're probably gonna see a vast difference in their growth. And this is always going to be important to helping instill that sense of I can do this and I have grown. And it just makes you feel good when you can look back and see something, not only that you wrote, but something that your teacher kept. Something that you kept. Even though I might look at myself and I'm not a good writer, but you kept my sample and that is special. And that is the motivation that some of these students need. So you have these samples. Now we're gonna go a little bit deeper into what you can do with these samples. One option. I love allowing my students to see their work at any given time. That way, if I'm at their seat and I'm having a writing conference with them, or if I pull them to my table and we're having a writing strategy group, and we have a moment of a mini meltdown, which has happened several times at my table. Um, it's so great if the work is right there with them, a past sample that you can instantly flip to and have that mini moment with them and encourage them and bring out the growth that they've shown you and then get back on track. So to do this, 
I like to give each student in the beginning of the school year, they will have their basic writing folder where all of their papers are kept. I will put in two sheet protectors. Every student gets two sheet protectors and it goes into the three prongs in their writing folder. The sheet protectors will serve as showing four pieces of writing when the papers are inside double-sided. So in the beginning of the year, when they are giving me their writing sample in the first week of school, I will put their writing samples inside of the first sheet protector where it's visible for them. And you guessed it, there are three additional sides. So in this model, I will pull a sample. Um, the schools that I've always taught in started in August. So I would pull a sample in August. I would pull a sample in December. And that big gap, that bigger gap between August and December just allows for the beginning of the year procedures, launching writer's workshop and adjusting to the grade to happen. So I would pull a sample in August, December, a third sample in March, and then the final sample at the end of the year. So in each of those months that I'm pulling a sample, students will provide their best work um, and then I will put it into the next side of the sheet protector. That way, as we are working through the year, if we are having a conference with a parent or if we were having a conference with each other, the student and I, and we are just wanting to take a moment to celebrate where we came from, it is right there in their folder. I can flip back. We can talk about, look what you did in August. Look at this work that you did. It doesn't, you probably don't even recognize it, but I remember it. And it's so funny listening to the kids saying, that's not my work, that's not my writing. And I'm like, yes, it is. And they're like, no, I don't write like that. And it's such a cool moment to watch them say like, that's not my writing. Um, I used to do, I'm just going to sidetrack for a moment. I used to keep a beginning of the year sample and not show my students until the end of the year. And they would have to kind of do a scavenger hunt to find their writing. And of course, no one <laughs> knew what to choose because they're like, none of these are mine. And it's so funny whenever I can give them their actual paper and they're like, whoa, this is not mine. And they're showing all their friends. And it's just, it's so awesome to see how far they came. But backtracking, I stopped that practice because I found so much power in the in my students seeing their work, the progression as it was happening during the school year. So that is one method that you could try is housing the student um, samples into their folders using sheet protectors. Easy to slide in, slide out, and you can be able to flip through it. It's protected. If water drops or something else, it's not going to mess up the, the copy of the paper. Now, I will tell you that the, the keyword there is copy. Um, I would not put your originals in there. I would always keep the masters, but you can run a copy of it and put it in the sheet protector and you keep the master copy for yourself. The second option that you could do is you could involve the parents in this type of um, celebration. And you can do the same thing by taking the samples and making copies of the current nine weeks 
sample. So you would uh, choose a sample closer to the end of the nine weeks, although for the first quarter, I would include two. The first sample from August or September, if that's when you start, and then the sample from nine weeks when you are ready to turn in report cards. It has been such a powerful practice for me to be able to copy what their child is doing and attach it to their report card. A lot of the parents will keep those samples and the same thing at home whenever we're talking through email or on the phone or in a conference, I can remind them where their student, where their child, I'm sorry, started from and we can celebrate where they are now. And so sending home a sample on the report card, attached to the report card, has been a game changer in keeping parents a part of this writing process. The last option that you could try is keeping just a file. If you don't want to necessarily put the hard copy sheets into a student folder or to keep it in their binders or somewhere, you can still keep these masters on file every time you're collecting them. And so if you come across a student and they're having a hard day, maybe they're feeling really down about their progress. Maybe they're feeling like, I can't do it. Well, then you can go to your special file, your file folder. You can find their work and say, look at this. This is what you did in August. And this is what you did in November or December. Look how far you've come. And you can have that moment with them right in that moment of time. So it's really handy to have these easily accessible. Again, I kind of think if the kids have them, it's right there as a constant reminder. But definitely, if you don't want them to have access to it, you can keep it in a file and have access to show them. The biggest thing here is to celebrate the excitement and the growth of what they've done. And you focus on what they've, how they've grown and you work toward the next step. The fourth thing, I know I said there were three, but there's kind of one other thing that I have played with before, and this will really be determining, um, uh, depending on your classroom structure, maybe your school rules, things like that. So I tend to really um, build a sense of strong community with my students uh, starting from day one. We learn how to celebrate each other, how to respect each other, how to celebrate cultures and differences. We practice how to cheer each other on and how to root for each other when we have done something that was so hard that we finally found success with. So if you also do the same similar structure in your classroom, then this might be an idea for you to do, which is a class display. Now, there is a lot of controversy about classroom displays with other, you know, parents walking in and seeing student work. But honestly, I still did it. And because of the classroom culture that we built, it was never a problem or an issue for a student that might not be on grade level to display their work. We loved celebrating each other. But now... If you're in the classroom, you're probably not having parents come in and out. It's just you and your students. So this may be a time where you might be able to explore this option if you could not explore it before due to parents 
coming in and out of your classroom. So this class display, it is basically where you will have a display board and every student has a space to display their work. And you would start with the beginning of the year sample. They get to choose what they want to put up on their board. And we celebrate the fact that we have writing and that we are writers and we are writing to an audience. So you'll hang that up. For this model, I would pull a sample every single month. And that way it was just constantly changing. And as they were working in the writing center or as they were doing any type of morning free writing, they could be able to choose whatever sample they wanted. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be what we did in Writer's Workshop. So they would supply me with a sample every month and I would add it to their board. Eventually, they would have a collection over the entire year of their writing starting from the beginning of the year till the end of the year. And so because this board is up on a display all year, I did prefer to pull a sample every month just to keep everything looking different and and so it was kind of exciting to see. Now that does require you to be consistent with pulling a sample in the month, but it's definitely doable and definitely something that kids like to see. I often find that if kids know that their writing is going to be on display or if it's going to be visible or viewable by somebody, they're going to give a little bit of an extra effort because it's not just in their folder or in their notebook anymore. That's why I loved publishing parties on the first one when parents came. So a display board might be something that you would want to try. And again, the samples that you collect are anything that they want to submit to you from the Writing Center, a free choice activity, or it could be from Writer's Workshop. So what I love about this idea of celebrating student work is that you are recognizing every student in your class as a writer. It doesn't matter what level of writer you are, every student is a writer. And every time you can keep each of them top of mind and show that they have what it takes to grow and to progress as a writer, you're going to start seeing their personal motivation, their personal work ethic, and their personal willingness to want to write to increase. If you're looking for ways to celebrate student writing and growth in your classroom, definitely Think about implementing one of these strategies, including sheet protectors in student folders where you can keep four samples throughout the year right there ready to go. You can think about attaching copies of student work samples, one per quarter, to the report card that goes home with students. You can think about creating a file system for yourself where every student has their own folder and you are keeping their samples handy to pull out at any given time. Or you can think about the display board where you can change out their writing, celebrate what they're doing monthly, and that also holds them accountable for including something on their board to change it up month to month. Maybe you've collected no samples so far, 
That is okay. You can start where you are. Go ahead and pull a sample from wherever you are in this school year and then pull one or two more samples before the end of the year is out. You can still do these practices even if you didn't start from the beginning of the year. There is still growth for you to see. If you're in need of a quick reminder of what I have discussed today, I've included everything for you in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. Thank you for listening to The Literacy Dive. If you would like to connect with Megan, you can find her on Instagram at Miss Peace Style. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes of The Literacy Dive. Until next time.